Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are seeking pleasure, and sometimes you're finding that pleasure is making you tired, or sometimes you're like, hey, pleasure is really energizing. Can I have more of that? Well, that's what we're talking about tonight. Is sex energizing you or is it depleting you? In other words, is sex taxing you or is sex rejuvenating you? And any activities can either be taxing or rejuvenating. So when we talk about sex, can it either energize you or or can it deplete you? So can it rejuvenate you or can it actually tax you? Oh, just the thought of that. Not fun, right? So in this conversation, the sex we're talking about is consensual sex among adults. That's what I want to be really clear on. Consensual age with consent, the ability to consent to this sex. There, there are instances where it could be uh, non-consensual. And yes, it could be incredibly depleting. In fact, it could pretty much be so depleting that you want to die when it's not consensual. So that's not the conversation today. This is consensual sex with people of consensual age. So my question that I pose to you is, if you have had sex in your life, have you ever had sex that was so energizing that you walked away feeling refreshed, renewed, ready to create anything in the world, feeling like your body just let go of all its pain? Maybe you feel like a new person. Maybe you had like aha moments. Have you ever had that kind of sex that was practically enlightening? And I'm sure a lot of you listening have had that sex that is actually quite depleting. So depleting sex is where, and, and I've heard this before many times and you see it in the movies is, you know, you might be in missionary position and the woman's staring up at the ceiling, looking at the clock, hoping it's done. Or we'll say the submissive is on the bottom, looking up at the ceiling, pretending ugh, they're or pretending they're enjoying it, but they're not, uh, hoping everything's done. And the the dominant, the giver, is on top and is giving it, giving it, giving it. Rolls over, starts falling asleep. So even in that scenario, when I say that, can you feel the disconnect? So there are reasons why sex can be very energizing and there are reasons why sex can be very depleting. And yes, there are physiological reasons as well. Sometimes you can hit certain highs and, you know, uh, your, your body just gets like such a huge endorphin rush and then you crash. That's possible too. Any of the happy hormones with dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, 
and endorphins, the dose of happy hormones can kick in. And that spike can sometimes release in your body and then exhaust you too. So that does happen. I want to talk about this in a few different ways in terms of connection as well. Like what is actually happening between people? Um, there, there are some amazing ways to just even envision what this looks like. And there is an, uh, there's an artist and I believe his name was, oh, uh, it's not Alex Colville, but I will have to think of his name. Uh, he painted bodies and he painted the energy of bodies and I will look him up. His name is just popping. Like his, the thought of him is just popping into my head right now. So I didn't do the research on that before I came on live. Uh, and his art depicts, and you see it, it actually has depictions of the energetics of what's going on in bodies. And when people connect, how their energy comes out of their heart and connects. So, so it'll connect from the universe through their head, through their heart, then connecting to the other person's heart, creating this cyclical energy. It's a rejuvenating energy. And that energy can be brought down right into the genitals. And then that energy is like connecting through the heart, then coming back, connecting through the genitals, then connecting through the heart, then connecting through the head. So you can see this wave of energy. And that energy is is recycling it's moving through the body instead of just having the energy be built up and explode which is very different right so if the energy builds up and explodes kind of like a volcano then you have these uh, this height of where the energy is building 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 and then you have climax explosion and then everything comes down and the volcano rests right sometimes well internally it's still bubbling but because we're not really volcanoes, <laughs> but you can see that bodies will have a response that's like a building, building, building. And then you can choose to do what you like with it. You can either have it express out so that the energy is coming outwards and which is can work for, for absolutely you can put the energy out to two things and they'll grow or you can it's just like kind of like letting it all come out and just like vomiting it out and it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't contribute to anything so what i'm talking about here is in order to have rejuvenating sex it's to get connected and to actually have a very conscious connection when you are having especially when you're having body parts coming together like intercourse Play in any kind requires connection to make it really great. And you can have mediocre sex when one person's kind of like staring at the ceiling and the other person's doing their thing. You can have mediocre sex for one person who's using you as like a jerk off sleeve. Sure. Uh, and or you can have fully connected or you can have two people who are completely not connected and it is just like not attractive. So it doesn't do for me, it does nothing. When people have zero connection, it does nothing. So like a lot of porn has zero connection between the people. There are some porns where the people are actually some somewhat connected. Um, I've seen references to it. I'm not a big porn watcher just because they often are not very connected. So it's like, eh, does nothing for me. So what do we want to do? Do we want to have sex that's rejuvenating? And in sex in this terms is I want to keep this a broad 
term of sex. This is like everywhere that we're experiencing intimacy, physical intimacy, pleasure, all of that is under the umbrella of sex. So it just, it doesn't mean heterosexual people having uh, missionary sex. That's not what I'm, t- I'm talking about the gamut, whether you're having, uh, you know, you're having oral sex, whether you're the 2S LGBTQ uh, plus, if you're in that, and then you're having sex that is not heterosexual sex, all of the sex is going to be encompassed. And it doesn't matter what bodies you have coming together, coming together, uh, don't have to worry about that. It's the fact of having, how do we have the connection in order to have the, um, have your body feel rejuvenated after. So the first thing to do is to keep note that connection is key, right? Connection, communication, consent. We talk about these all the time. I can't stress them enough because they're really important. And how do you connect in order to have rejuvenating sex? So let's start with the first thing. And one of the first things you can do is to actually just sit and be with your partner. You can start you know, from the head down. So if you're connecting in the mind, you can talk about thoughts, ideas, things that actually turn you on. So this is going to get the motor revving. And the motor is revving, then you're going to be able to, it's like when you're getting your motor started, you're not going from zero to 120. You're starting to let everything slowly build, right? So this is similar to like, how do you work slow sex? Uh, How do you work with all kinds of other methodologies and ideas related to prolonging orgasm? It's very similar because all of it requires deep connection. So whether that's starting through conversation, which is helpful, definitely connecting through the mind, especially helpful for somebody like me who's sapiosexual and loves the mind. And if I can't connect with you in the mind, forget about it. If, If I don't find you fascinating or if I don't find you intelligent, there's um, there's like zero sexual attraction. So it helps to have, for me specifically, connection in the mind. And that's not true for everyone. But having some kind of form of c- communication or connection about your thoughts about what you'd like to do can be really helpful. And in order to rejuvenate that, you want to keep the language in a way that's stimulating and not like overly stimulating so that the person is, you know, ready to just go whack one off and then they're done and then they're sleeping, right? So you want to keep the energy building and connecting and building and connecting. And you can visualize this connection too through through actually looking at them. So, and if they're from a distance, it's a whole other story. There's ways to do that too. But in person, you can look at the person and get really connected your eyes to their eyes. So looking at them and breathing in. So breathing in, you can breathe in through your nose or your mouth. You can alternate nostril breathe if you like, although maybe touching your nose in front of your lover doesn't turn you on, whatever. So you can breathe in, breathe out. And part of this is we're getting the bodies to relax. So one of the things that happens a lot of times is that bodies will get overly like they'll start to get stimulated and they start to go into they're not really sure what they're responding to they're responding to stimuli am i in danger am i being turned on what's going on so the 
there's uh, a rise that starts to happen in the energy. It could go from, from being calm to that now you're in fight or flight. So there's oftentimes like a struggle, like sex almost becomes competitive. And when sex becomes competitive, it can be exhausting. Just like if you're in a relationship where every time you have a conversation with somebody, it's always a fight. That's exhausting because it's a competition. Who's going to win? Who's more right? Who's more this? Who's more? The competition can be exhausting. So you can have connection and you can have differences without having it feel competitive and feel like uh, you're in fight or flight. So raising the energy without being in fight or flight. So you can still deep breathe. You can connect deep breathe and the energy will rise. So remember to continue to breathe, to connect to your partner and bring that energy down. So you don't need to master this right now. It's just getting the idea that you can bring energy from, from your head down to your genitals. And then you can also bring it up from your genitals into your head and you can bring it up and down like an elevator, up and down, up and down with your breasts. And then you can also have it go right down into the earth. So if you're finding that you're having a lot of energy building in your genitals and you wanna be able to maintain connection without having to go through a, a climax, like out of the blue fast, then what you can do is bring the energy up and down and you can bring it up and you can either let some of it just kind of go out and around your body. So, and then it just kind of sits kind of in your auric field. You can bring the energy up into parts of your body that are feeling stress or pain, or uh, you can direct it. And then you can also bring the energy down into the earth. So through breaths, and then it would come up and then down right through your feet, right to the ground, and then connecting. So you're, you'll be connected to the earth, but you're going to be looking at your partner. So as you do this too, you can also, if you have too much energy building in your genitals, you can bring it up. You can let it go around your auric field. You can bring it into body parts. If you have pain, you can let it go up through the earth, or you can have that energy circulate, bring it up to your heart, connect your heart to your lover's heart, and then they might bring that energy down. If they're conscious, they're gonna, they're probably going to bring the energy down, connect to their genitals, circulate it over to your body, bringing it up either through their genitals to your genitals, and then you bring it up, and then you create some circles that way. They might bring it up into their heart and bring it, bring it up further to the mind. They might want to connect that way through your crown chakras. So when you're playing with somebody who's really conscious of energy and can play with the energy, then you can have prolonged playtime. So it doesn't mean that you are necessarily having um, physical intercourse, like you're not having penetration for a prolonged period of time, or you're having this prolonged connection. And that prolonged connection can be rejuvenating. Because bodies actually, and people in general, even hermits like connection. Hermits are connecting usually to nature, and they find that connection. And if you're not a hermit and you want to connect with people, then you can do that through breath. And if you've ever noticed in a lot of cultures, um, you know, probably a third of the cultures in the world, there's a way to connect through touch. And some people will shake hands. Some people will 
connect with hugs. Some people will kiss where my dad's from. You get three kisses on the cheeks. Um, it just depends on where you're from. We often use touch as a way to connect. And then there are other cultures who don't do touching with each other and they won't even necessarily look at each other, but they might acknowledge each other's existence, connecting their heart energy to your heart energy, um, different ways of doing that. So we like, we actually like connection. So to build that first is really important because that connection is what, even when you're feeling tired, you can go back and you can remember the connection and that connection can be rejuvenating. So we're looking at how do we feel, how do we create rejuvenating sex? And one of the top things to do is definitely learn how to create connection first before just slapping your bodies together. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So what we were talking about in the first segment, for those of you who are just joining now, is we're talking about how to create connection in order to have rejuvenating sex. Why do I talk about these things? I talk about these things because as a sex and intimacy coach and as a holistic health practitioner, I tend to find that a lot of people will say things like, I don't like having sex with my partner because I just feel tired after and I get nothing done or it's just boring. It's exhausting. And like, wow, you know, tell me the things that you're doing that is having your sex be so exhausting. And oftentimes, you know what I hear? 
this is how you have exhausting sex. This is your one, two, three on how to have exhausting sex. Number one, find your partner, whatever they're doing, pull them out of any kind of task they're doing, demand sex on the fly. Then what you're going to do is not connect with them one iota. Just take your clothes off and expect them to be ready. And if they're not ready, guess what you're going to do? Just find a bunch of lube, slap it on and shove it in. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to do that repeatedly, shove it in, take it out, shove it in, take it out until you feel satisfied and don't care about your partner, not one iota, because your partner doesn't matter. And then your partner is like, oh, I feel like crap. I'm so depleted. I don't feel connected with or loved in any way. And the other person is like, oh, I just expended all my energy trying to please that person, but I didn't even ask them what they wanted. And now I didn't even please myself. And now I'm exhausted. Doesn't that sound lovely? That's how you can have some really exhausting sex. Go enjoy. So <laughs> if you choose to not do that, there are lots of ways to learn how to connect. And I do get it. Like I was young. I did that kind of let's get naked, let's get it on because what we assume, what I assumed, and I'm sure a lot of us assumed was that if your body shows signs of being ready, you must be ready. If, if your vajage is wet, you're guaranteed to be ready. If your penis is hard, you're guaranteed to be ready. No, what's happening is you're having a physiological response to stimuli. That's what you're having. That does not mean that you feel connected. That does not mean that you feel loved. And that does not mean you consented to anything. So hands up to any of you in your life who have had the, because I have been aroused, I must be ready thing going on and assumed it when in fact, it just means your body is having a physiological response to stimuli. There is a huge issue with that, actually, which is not something I'm going to talk about today. But know that even though your body is responding does not mean you need to get it on right away. You're having a physiological response. I could have a wet vajage just walking outside on a day when I can smell flowers in the air. That'll just do it. Like, it doesn't take a lot. And that that doesn't mean that I'm the horniest woman on the planet. No, it just means my body has physiological responses to things that, you know, also if somebody says something genius, I'm going to have exactly the same kind of response as maybe smelling something really great in the air. It just depends on the day and the situation. So how do we have rejuvenating sex? Now, the question is, we know exactly how not to have rejuvenating sex. So if we know that you get tired from A, B, C, and D, and I encourage you to investigate this for yourself because there may be other things for you that are more personal. Exhausting sex might come because you've, you're at the end of the day and you're not really excited maybe at the end of the day. Maybe you're a mid-afternoon sexy person. Maybe you're a morning kind of sexy person. Maybe there's stuff going on where you're never feeling sexy. So, and that's okay too. You might actually be, you know, demisexual or asexual. 
it's okay. Like all of that's valid. So if normally you are a sexual person, but you're not having response, that's another uh, story for another day. And I've done a lot of shows on that. So you can go back and find that content. Content like why is my lover not turning me on stuff like that. There's a lot of great different titles I've done over the years, over nine and a half years. So we want to look at what's going on. Like, what is it that's having you feel exhausted? Is it that your partner is overdoing it, over desirous, too pushy? Is there uh, like a demand? Are you feeling not attracted to them because there's stuff going on emotionally? So a lot of times that, you know, if there's conflict going on in the background, then people aren't necessarily going to feel sexually attracted to each other. So, you know, being able to resolve the conflict, to be able to see each other in a different way, to be able to connect in a better way, will have you actually build a relationship on a stronger foundation than what you had as a teenager where you get hot and heavy and turned on and you're just like, I'm so hot and heavy, which is also very normal at the beginning of relationships when your pheromones are just there to keep each other uh, in your lives. Basically, they're just going to keep feeding you. Your body's just going to feed off hormones until you feel secure. Uh, and then you're like, oh, I'm secure. And then things switch and it's it's different for different bodies. So it's a whole wacky, wacky, wild thing. So in order to have rejuvenating sex, we need to do things different. We need to do things different than we've been doing them. And what we've been doing for a really long time is assuming obligation sex, assuming that because you're in a long-term partnership that you are obligated to have sex with your partner. I know a lot of people who have had obligation sex. I, I knew a woman when I was in my early 30s. I, I had a friend who was in her 40s, late 40s. And she'd been married for well over 20 years and had a really sad sex life, actually. Her partner was very demanding. He didn't care about her pleasure at all. It was always about him. He would think he was also a psychopath. Um, he was aggressive. He was abusive. And one of the things that uh, she was really upset about was like, no matter what time of day, if she was sleeping, if whenever it was, if he was horny, he would wake her up, he would demand sex of her, or that she would give him a hand job or anything. Like he he refused to masturbate himself. So he put the obligation on her. And there was zero connection there. And she was exhausted all the time to the point where she ended up having a health condition that ends up having you feel exhausted all the time. Like she has a chronic health condition. I won't name names because there might be some weird off chance that this woman I haven't seen in 17 years happens to listen to this. So it's not uh, it's not kind to try and force these things on your partners or obligation sex. Well, we should because we're married. That's not kind and it's actually exhausting. If the person isn't up for it and they're not feeling connected to you, or if there's other things going on in the background that need to be dealt with, then all you're going to have is exhausting sex because you're doing it out of obligation. And if you do anything out of obligation, even if you're doing the dishes, if you're doing the laundry, if you're doing life out of obligation, 
do you know how exhausting that is? If you're doing it out of choice and you're like, you wake up and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm really grateful that I have hands that I can wash these dishes. The attitude of gratitude, right? That changes things a lot. Then you can walk through life with a little bit of, you know what? I'm grateful that I have the hands that can do the dishes. Um, or I'm grateful that I have the hands that can go on the vacuum to vacuum the floor. I'm grateful to have the voice to talk on the phone. So all of the things that we might think are obligation, you can turn them around if you'd like to, if you'd like to feel rejuvenated by them. And some of the things may be tasks that absolutely are taxing. And when they are, it's time to negotiate in your partnership and see if there are are roles that can be maybe looked at, you know, like if you have a certain job in the relationship and they have a different job and your, your roles are not working for you, they're not uh, rejuvenating you, then sometimes you got to bring in helpers, right? So in our house, none of us are rejuvenated in any way by deep cleaning the house. So we bring in a cleaner which makes our lives easier and keeps all the arguments away. Like it, it changed the dynamic of the way that we uh, are with each other because there's no obligation for us to clean just to pay the cleaner. Like we need to pay her. So um, that's really helpful and it's a lifesaver. And these things are things that are often worth investing in so that you if you know that there are things that you're aggravated and annoyed about and you don't want to have obligations, if you can pass over the obligations, if you can pay people to do those obligations that actually enjoy doing them, that are good at them, that do a better job than you do at them, then just do it. So if you're paying somebody and they're not doing a better job than you, then fire them and find somebody new. Though, a lot of times we hire people because they are going to do a better job than we do. So having exhausting sex can often be because of a lot of factors that are going on that aren't necessarily connected to what you're looking at right in that moment. So there can be situations going on in the environment. It can be emotional situations. So external stressors, internal stressors, these are all important to note they can be contributing to exhausting sex. And in order to have rejuvenating sex, a lot of these things need to be negotiated, looked at, changed, become different so that when you are with your partner, you are feeling deeply connected and you have the time to play with each other because it should be playful and fun. And if you've ever watched kids play, they can play for hours and never be tired. They can play for 20 hours a day. As long as they're in the zone, they keep going. And that sex can be like that. We just have to let it. All right. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are really into pleasure seeking, you're probably looking to have very exuberant sex, revitalizing sex, fun and playful sex. So this show is all for you, especially if you found that maybe you've had a lot more sex that is depleting and taxing and your body feels tired from it. So there isn't any... Uh, one, two steps, one, two, three on how everybody will have this happen. But I can tell you that what one of the big requirements is, is to feel connected A, to yourself, and then B, to your partner. So a lot of times people will also feel like super connected to their partner, which I find is is hard to do when you're not connected to yourself or self-aware. And so what is important is to become self-aware about what you do feel, but, you know, so that a lot of the other things don't take over, like your, you know, unconscious things creep up in your face. And then out of the blue, somebody says a word and you like go batshit cuckoo, you know, just cause you're like, wow, that was a word that triggered me. Right. So when we can start to deal with our stuff, a lot of the triggers, they don't trigger us so much anymore. And then you can actually be with your partner and be connected to them. And then, those triggers sometimes even just go away. Don't even remember having them. So, and sometimes they're connected to one partner. Like I can think of times where one person could have said one thing and I would have wanted to back slap them till the, you know, till tomorrow. And then my current partner could say the same thing and I wouldn't take it the same way at all. 
because it's a different person, it's a different energy, and it's a different intention. So it's always good to know what's behind what your partner's saying too, so that you can feel connected to them personally and not you connected to all your stories from your past. Um, it's great to look at those. It's great to heal them, to navigate them, to get you know the trauma out of your body. That's really important to get uh, a lot of that stuff started to get resolved so that you can have more self-awareness so you can be present. It's really hard to be present when you're not self-aware. I know. What? So how that is, is that if you're not self-aware, then what you'll start to do is start to look outside of you for all your answers and solutions to everything. And you won't be able to go internal and and see what your needs are that need to be met. You know, it could be like, you need this and you need that, but it's actually what do you require in this moment to feel safe, secure, grounded, connected? What do you need? And then you can tell your partner, you know what I need right now is I need a hug. And they're like, okay, easy. Instead of, instead of going up to them going, I think you need a hug. It's not a, it's not, how do you know? Did you ask? Do you need a hug? No, you can just say, I need this. So self-awareness helps you know what your needs are, what your feelings mean to you and how you feel about them. And then being able to communicate them is really helpful too. I know some of you are probably listening to this going, get to the good stuff and tell us how to have really long lasting, energizing sex. And guys, I actually am telling you how to do this. It's all about the connection to your partner and the relationship. Yes, you can go out and have those one night stands where you might have the longest, most crazy sex of your life. That's going to be a one-off with that person. And you probably have that high because you're in fight or flight. Maybe you're having an affair. Maybe it's a first time. Maybe you're, you know, it's a one night stand. So you're going to make it the best you ever had. So it can be any of those things that will just put you into fight or flight. And then that energy feels like it's high and you feel like you're high. And if you can keep that adrenaline rush going, then you can maintain that for a while and it'll feel amazing. But you're actually in a bit of a, a stress response. You're not really in a relaxed, connected response. So in order to have lasting, rejuvenating sex that's sustainable, you need to have your body be calm. So calm and connected, which is different than, so your body can get to a stress response where you're frozen and that's not the same as calm. Calm, you're aware of your surroundings, your environment, you can move if you need to, you can respond to stimuli. When you're frozen, you can't respond to stimuli and you're not fully aware of your environment. Everything feels like a threat. So that's when you're frozen as well, you know, if your body is going through the polyvagal response and you're in your experiencing things like uh, parasympathetic dominance, your body is just going to be so frozen that sex is exhausting. And you actually at the parasympathetic dominant response, you probably aren't even interested in sex. When you're going through a sympathetic response with sex, it becomes like a struggle, like a fight who can win, who can outdo who, who can ride who faster, longer, better it's competitive and it's an adrenaline rush. It's the kind of sex that you get to, like, if you're having, you know, if you're having sex in a place, you shouldn't be having sex and you're like, we could get caught, we could get caught. 
the the fight part of you will probably fight to try and have an orgasm as fast as possible and the flight part of you may actually pull away and not even be able to perform so fight or flight responses in sex will make you have very tend to have very fast or aggressive sex and it could could be lasting longer but if you're you go into fight mode and then you go into flight mode you'll just try and have sex really fast and then run away or you'll try and have sex really long time to just prove that you're a good fighter and then it's it's a different response in the body so what what is ideal is to get yourself into that calm place where you're calm cool collected and you're starting to feel that your parasympathetic system is not dominant, but it's actually calm and you're able to respond appropriately to the stimuli that's going on around you, to your partner, to the connection, and then being able to maintain that energy, just being able to like breathe into it and be present so that all connection to your partner becomes uh, intimate connection. And so you can be walking around even doing your vacuuming and feel a deep connection to your partner and you don't necessarily need to have intercourse with them but that energy is there it's present so that when you do connect with each other there's a desire to actually be like be in each other's presence be with each other explore each other Um, it's just a lot more fun than the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of sex that's really, really common. And I think is being highly promoted by all kinds of uh, apps like Tinder and stuff that are just like, find the person you're going to get it on with tonight. It's uh, I think like sites like Tinder and and all those uh, quick fix sites are, they really are for addictive behavior. So if you're, in addictive behavior, you're also going through a trauma response because all addiction starts from trauma, as we talked about on this show before. So if you've got that unresolved trauma, you're going to be having exhausting sex. You know, you could have those those like fight moments where you're really in it for a bit and you're like, fight, 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 fight. Just like people in more, they can maintain a fight mode for years even and their bodies are incredibly stressed. Um, but they're in the fight to live and they can do it for a long time. And people can do the fight to live sex for a long time, but it's not the same as being connected and feeling connection and being able to uh, have something of depth that isn't just competitive who can out screw who. So there's, there's the competitive sex is fun. It's fun to think about because I used to do competitive sex. It was like almost like a sport and uh, man, was it exhausting. And it actually wasn't that fun at all. It was uh, because it was competitive. There wasn't a lot of connection and I knew, and I was yearning for something that was more that I, that I would feel more alive with that I also wouldn't be exhausted by. And I, I did have a tendency to, uh, pick people who needed healing on some level, whether it was emotional or physical or both, or they were like addicts and they needed help. So I would find the wounded often and not always, but often I found the wounded and would uh, unconsciously attempt to heal them through connection. And 
I would feel tired. They might feel great after, but I'd actually fed them with a lot of energy trying to heal them. So it was like a healing session. So there's that component to it that can sometimes occur as well. So if you find that you're connecting with somebody and you're feeling exhausted after, they might not have connected with you and they might not be equally gifting to you as much as you're gifting to them or equally receiving from you as much as uh, you're probably not receiving anything from them. So the chances are you feel depleted, they feel elated, you are healing their body and they are feeling great and you're feeling gross. So there's another uh, way to, to see how you can end up having exhausting, taxing sex even when you're really connected and you can have, you know, rejuvenating sex when you're not connected. If you're having, if you happen to end up having sex with somebody who has healing capacities, you're probably going to feel great after. And so if you are a healer in any way, be really aware that you probably have the capacity to heal people, not just like when they come into your office, but also likely when you are having intercourse or sex of any kind, uh, even if it's oral sex, or even if it's just hand jobs or, you know, mutual masturbation, or if you're going for penetration, the chances are, if you're a healer, you're going to start healing their body, whether you know it consciously or not. So it's really handy if you are a healer to pick some healers to be your playmates. That is the ideal. All right. We're going to be moving on to the next segment. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back my sweet pleasure seekers tonight we've been looking at how you can have rejuvenating sex rather than taxing sex how you can feel alive and revitalized in all your sexual play rather than feeling exhausted and I know there are many of you out there who have had exhausting, exhausting sex. And it's probably put you off of sex in a lot of ways. Just thinking, why bother? That's exhausting. I feel for you because I do know there are other ways. And I've been there and, and I've had the exhausting sex. 
And I swore upside down, there's got to be something better, greater, more fun. Uh, also something that is not so one-sided or competitive. And it's such a strange thing to start to experience sex that is not a competition. To experience sex that's all about connection. And to be able to feel connected to your partner in ways where you know that you can absolutely trust them and that you trust yourself as well and that you trust that you know them, you know, it doesn't mean that you think that, that, um, they're, you know, like I trust that my husband would probably, um, you know, he would probably kill someone if they tried to kill me. I can trust that. Um, so, with, and I, I could also trust that if I tried to say, uh, kill one of our cats or something, that he he might actually retaliate and kill me too. So it's hard to say, I could trust that he would have the cats back. And so when you know something about somebody, that's also like a form of trust as well. So that can come along quite helpful. Like Knowing certain things about your partner can be helpful and also having the sex feel rejuvenated. So if you walk away from a scenario where you don't know if you're ever going to see this person again, and sometimes that can be fun too. Your one night stands can be fun, but at a certain point in life, sometimes, and it's not that it's an age thing. It's just like a, a, a way that you feel about life that being with somebody who is not there to be your your partner on all levels can be exhausting. So if you've got somebody who contributes to you financially, who contributes to you emotionally, who contributes to you physically with your body, who contributes to you with time, who can be there for all those things and you can be there for them, then the connection gets really deeper and the intimacy grows. And when you have that, you start to just desire having sex that is rejuvenating you don't want to be exhausted by it you actually want to be revitalized by it so that it encourages you to want to go back and have more so and if you are one of those people who is aware that you have revitalizing sex it's probably not a good idea to have sex right before bed because you're going to wake up and you're going to feel more alive and you're going to feel like ready to do all kinds of things so if you know you're if you know that you and your partner love revitalized sex, it's a good thing to have sex in the morning. Wake up, have revitalizing sex, have your day feel amazing. And also afternoon sex, if you like revitalizing sex, it could be right when your energy might be dropping and you just go in for some like lovely afternoon break time sex, you know, it could be half an hour, an hour that you take to be with your lover and then revitalize and then you can get through you know another chunk of your day super productive because you are having revitalizing sex now if you're having exhausting sex and you choose to have sex at night then it might actually make you go to sleep and if you choose to have exhausting sex and you have it in the morning you might end up you know missing work falling in falling asleep not getting out of bed you, if you're having it in the afternoon, right when you're feeling tired, say you work somewhere and you're having sex with your coworker in the bathroom and it's a quickie 
and it's and it's exhausting you. Although you're probably, if you're having an affair in the bathroom, you'll probably be in fight or flight and have some adrenaline rush going. So that might keep you going for a bit, but then you'll have a dip and you'll start to feel tired. So keep in mind that there are energetic responses to your body. There are emotional things going on, which are connected to, of course, biochemical reactions in the body. And then hormonal reactions are also biochemical reactions. We have all of this stuff going on. Now, the choice is, do you choose to have exhausting sex or do you choose to have revitalizing sex? And be really clear for you on what exhausts you about the sex that you're having. If you're having exhausting sex, what is exhausting you about the sex you're having? Is it your partner? Is it boring? Is it the scenario? Is it the, what are you not feeling connected to them? Like what is causing the exhausting sex? And you'll know what that is. If you need help figuring that out, I would love for you to connect with me. You can go to my website, uh, which is, uh, just got a new version of my website this week. So uh, go, go check out my new website. Um, it's still a little bit under construction, but it is live right now. So you can check it out. Milicayelenich.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can go on there and at the bottom, you can book now. There's a book now link and you can book a half an hour. Uh, I think there's also a 15 minute, 15 minutes is free. Half an hour is paid for, but uh, you can book some time with me and we can go through your list on like what is exhausting you with sex and help you to get out of that so that you can have revitalizing sex because usually it's the exact opposite of what you're doing that can actually create the revitalizing sex where your body feels rejuvenated, happy, healthy. And one of the benefits of revitalizing sex is that your body starts to heal and feel alive and feel joyful ease filled has there's so much more connection there's so much more presence and all of that helps your body feel calm which helps your body heal so connection actually helps you heal so being able to get connected first to have revitalizing sex to help you heal fantastic right when you're not feeling connected and you're in fight or flight or frozen that sex is not going to be revitalizing it's not going to be healing it's going to be exhausting you might be healing others but you're not going to be healing yourself. Make sure that you're with a partner who is conscious, especially if you're working towards being conscious so that you're having conscious sex rather than unconscious sex. That is exhausting. So I encourage you all to go out and have some fun this week and have some revitalizing sex. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.